Good morning. It is 8 a.m. and this is my first trial in attempting just to talk to myself and starting this podcasting. I figured after multiple events, injury after injury and craziness, COVID, etc., I might as well just do it. Um, so some background about me. My name is Paula Ramos. Um, I've lived in California my entire life, same house my entire life too, never moved, grew up with my parents, uh, one sibling, my sister, and a dog. And two years ago, for the first time, well, everything that was like aligned, um, pretty much came to a stop, exploded, crashed, whatever. Moved out, got a different job, and it was a lot of changes. So that was good. And now recently, what, COVID hit in March? Everything got moved to teleworking. That's a plus side. And everyone's quarantined all over the world. The world shut down. Still don't know how I feel about that. Um, didn't stop working out. I know a couple gyms stayed open. Shout out to those gyms, staying open, helping us stay healthy. And so I'll talk about my recent events, I guess, since I've had like injury after injury. I don't know what this means, but I guess a lot of modifications to my workout. Um, I recently sprained my wrist and now I just got stitched up yesterday. So my knee sliced open on me attempting to hit the same box jump that I've hit for, I think, like two years. Not that high. It doesn't even go up to my hips, which I've jumped way higher than that, too, consecutively. Um, so I don't know. It just, today, it just slipped the wrong way. On the first attempt, it ricocheted, like, against the wall somewhere. Like, it, just, it was just, like, an awkward spot. And then my knee just hit perfectly on that corner. Bam, sliced it open, got a bunch of stitches all the way across, and I have a knee brace for two weeks. Yeah, I think so far, well, it was actually just hard to learn how to drive with your legs straight, but thank goodness for this panel shift on my car, and then I learned to brake with my left foot, like, and, and gas with my left foot, I guess, but I have to, like, just tiptoe. My, the top of my right is, like, hovering over it. So, you know, obviously I made sure I could drive well to be able to drive, else I wouldn't. And then I just use a control panel, the, the autopilot, whatever it's called. I don't know these terms. <laughs> uh, to shift. So that makes it way easier on the freeway. I mean, I don't really have to go anywhere, but this week um, is a week that I go into the office. We only go in once a month. So, of course, this would happen on the day I need to go into the office. They told me they could give me, like, work off or, like, a slip at the doctor's, but I don't need it. Then if I do that, they wouldn't want me to work out either, so I asked the doctor if I could still work out, and they said I could. She also does, like, CrossFit boot camp or gym. She said that she's always attempted a small box jump, but it's, like, the way she explained it, it's kind of like, like two shoeboxes together. So I was like, that is a little bit scary. I would be scared to wobble on that in the fall. Like, that, like, the height could be, like, whatever short length, but I feel like 
it has to be wide enough that you can jump on it and have extra room, you know, instead of it being like narrow, jump on it. So yeah. Um, and today I can't shower for 48 hours. I can't get my knee area wet. So I had to sit in my bathtub, but I can't soak it underwater. I didn't know how I'd manage that. It was pretty difficult at first, but this brace makes it a lot easier because it's forced to stay straight. So I just put my leg up on the ledge and then I had to like squirm under the the bottom shower thing. And I was able to wash my hair and body and everything without it getting it wet. So I'm just hoping it heals well with not too much scars. Um one of my friends said to not put it in the sun so it won't scar as much. So maybe I'll just keep it like with gauze over or over pants or something. So actually I don't even know if it works. I don't even know if I could put anything on top of it. But well after two weeks of getting the stitches off. So I guess after that I'll just stay out in the sunlight. That way it doesn't scar. It looks ugly. It's massive. It's like I think the size of your, of anyone that, like, anyone's palm, like, all the way across, all the way across my knee, just slid open. Ugh. Watching them squirt water in it with, like, these things are squirting water in it, and then just the red stuff to disinfect it, and then she stuck a needle in there to put the numbing liquid on, and she just opened up my skin like nothing. My sister was freaking out. She couldn't see. I was watching her do it. Uh, she told me to lay down for the stitches, though, because it's going to take a while. So I watched some of it, and I just laid down, because I was like, okay, well, yeah, it's repetitive. Uh, and then she got it up, braced me up, and I was out by midnight. Awesome. I got cut off by a phone call. That was Kaiser calling me, though, to a follow-up appointment. I guess the nurse was just checking, and then the doctor's going to call me after the nurse called me. I don't know. All this COVID phone things, really weird. Um, anyways, I'm driving to work. It's like an hour away. Thank goodness there's no traffic. That is like the plus side of COVID and everyone quarantined, staying home. There's no traffic. So I have to go to work, so I have to be out of my home. I don't know what I would do if I would have to stay home 24-7. I think a depression like everyone else, or anxiety. We're social human beings. We should not be home for multiple days. So some random facts about me. I guess more about me since this will be like the intro video. Um... I said I've lived in California my whole life. My parents both came from Peru. Uh, they are both born there. I was born here. So I'm, what, first generation? Um, they came at, like, my age. Uh, so every year since my, mo- my mom's entire family came, she she's the one that first came here. Um, got a job, made sure, like, with my aunt, got a job. Became more, like, steady, stable, and then slowly her, the rest of her family started getting visas flying out here um then my dad's side all stayed out there 
they don't want to come out here, so they stayed and lived out there. Um, I never met my grandparents on my dad's side. His parents passed away when he was 21, both of them, 18 and 21. He was the youngest out of his six brothers and sisters, six, seven. Um, my mom also has one, two, three, four, four, five, a bunch of siblings too. So since I was two, I would always fly to Peru to visit my dad's other family. Um, when I was younger, me, well, me, me and my sister, it's always been me and my sister. She's three years older than me. Uh, we would go every single summer. And so I feel like I didn't really have like a childhood here. I, every, all, my, all my childhood, for the three months of summer, the only break that we had, we'd spend the entire time in Peru. So stay with their aunts. And it was fun. They would take us everywhere. But like, I didn't have like any like super best friends since second grade, third grade. Like none of that really stuck because I was always gone. Um... So I have a lot of cousins and friends out there, one blood cousin, and then the rest are like family, friends, kids, which in Latin culture, we all call them family and get confusing. But yeah, they're not like my blood family. They're just my parents, friends, kids that are like the same age as us. Um, so that was fun. I still talk to them. They're all really cool. My aunt's out there. Uh, until my aunt's passed away, but um, yeah, the rest are good. And, yeah, traveling-wise, my parents have always loved to travel, so they took us, like, on road trips when gas used to be cheap, like, two bucks. So we'd go to, I've gone to Arizona, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, um, where else? I, I flew to New York, too, my dad worked out there and then worked for the 8th grade trip, how they do the Washington, D.C., New York trip thing, uh, Pennsylvania. And oh, also Florida, one of my aunts lived in Florida, so we've gone out there like three times. And that was fun. The, I, the first time I went to Florida, though, I thought, I didn't understand what humidity was, one, because I was in the airport with my sister, and we walk outside, and it felt like we were suffocating. So I thought there was, like, something in the air, like, pollution or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. Like, <gasps> like I could not take a, a breath in because it was so humid. And I, I had no idea what it was. So me and my sister waited inside the airport, little, like, court. Like, you know, they have, like, the two double sliding doors. So we just waited in there until the bus came, the shuttle. I was going to take us to the hotel or, I don't know, wherever we were going. Um then when the shuttle got there, my mom was outside. She was having a time of her life, as always, just like the jungle. She's just sitting there with mosquitoes, humidity, and nature, and, and loving life. She's so crazy. <laughs> That's my mother. And me and my sister were dying. So we waited till the shuttle came, and then we ran, grabbed our bags, ran into the shuttle. And the shuttle also had AC, so we were like, okay, we could breathe fine. Like, geez, what was that? Then when they dropped us off, we get off. It's like the same thing. And my mom was like, it's. It's, it's humid here. That's how humid it is over here. That's how it's going to be the whole time. And I'm like, are you serious? We thought something was wrong with the air. Like, how are we going to be able to breathe the whole time we're here? So I was like, mini freaking out. Like, how am I going to survive? How am I, like, I have to think about breathing. Like, you don't think about that. You just breathe. But it was, like, so bad that I had to think about, like, taking a breath. And, like, when you're in the sauna and you have to, like, really, like, meditate and calm down that's literally how I felt 
But then, again, yeah, I guess I was being dramatic, and then after, like, two hours, you get used to it, and it was fine. I forgot about it. But, yeah, the first experience, I did not understand what that was. It was crazy. So, yeah, that was Florida. Um, besides that, countries, um, my sister graduated college. We went to Europe for three months as her, like, graduation trip, yay thing. And we went, my parents, since there was terrorism in Peru, that's the reason that they came here when Fujimori was president and they were throwing bombs everywhere and everyone was dying and mom was terrified. So she was like, forget this, I'm starting a new life in the USA. She came here and then um, her and my dad were like dating out there and they just like ended it. She's like, well, I'm going to go out to the US, but if you want to go out there, like it doesn't end it, but like knowing that I'm going to be in another country, so if it works out, if you come out, then, you know, that's amazing, but if you can't, I understand. He also needs to make his wife, and they both just graduated as architects, so they're about to, like, start their career. It's, like, a huge time where I'm at, a change in life. Um, so, yeah, but my dad came. Oh, they got so cute. They got married when he came out here. They had my sister and then me. Got an apartment and then moved to the house that I've lived in my whole life. So that's why I always believe that if something's meant to be, it'll be. Or if someone wants to be with you or hang out with you or make time for you, then it'll happen. Uh, with friends, with boyfriends, girlfriends, with I think like any relationship, those people give up so easy. Um, I don't know. There's always a million reasons to leave someone or to end a, a relationship or to stop talking to someone because we're all human and we all make mistakes. But I don't know. Maybe because I'm a Libra and I always find a reason to stay and forgive people and understand. Not meaning that, okay, you sound on my back like a million times. I'm going to trust you and forgive you. But I'll forgive you and that's it. And then we'll be cordial with each other. Like, we all make mistakes. That's my view on that. Um, but yeah, if you do something like really bad, then I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not gonna put myself in that situation, but I'm not gonna hate you. So, anyways, so back to what was I saying? The countries, yes. So me and my sister went to Europe for three months because my parents, all their friends, also fled. So my mom's friend from, I think, high school, university. I'm not sure, but for a long time they were friends in Peru. Um. She moved to France, and she married a guy out there, so they lived out there. We visited them already prior with my parents, when we went to, we did a trip France, Spain, and Italy. So, me and my sister went back, already knowing them, and we stayed with them. And they live um, an hour from Paris, so we just took the train, I think we were there three weeks. That was, um, like, our starting point and our ending point with them. So, we were there three weeks to begin with, or I think in total, I don't really remember. It was a long time. The majority of the time we were there. And after that, then we flew out to Spain, which my parents, they both also knew them. Um, they had a friend out there. She married a Spanish guy, too. Um, they weren't together anymore. I think they barely separated when I went. That's what she told me. And then I know her daughter, too. She lives out here in L.A. Whoa. She's super cool. Um, so we stayed with her two weeks. And... We didn't really, like, go out much in Spain. We mainly hung out with my parents' friends. And I remember I got sick. Um, her son had a barbecue. 
and this is why I never eat chorizo after this. Uh, that food is like dead and gone for me. Sorry, everyone that loves chorizo, I will not touch it. I will not eat it. Like if you thought to this level of sick that you can't even drink water, I couldn't for an entire week, seven days straight. I was in bed, uh, throwing up, like nonstop, and I could and I was so thirsty because I was throwing up, and. I, I wanted just to chug so much water, but the first time that I did that, I chugged a bunch of water, because like, oh my goodness, like, my throat is on fire, like, I'm just, like, throwing up, like, acid at this point, I don't know, like, what the heck is in there anymore, I'm just throwing up nonstop, so I chugged a bunch of water, and then I threw up everything again, and even, like, more painful, so then my throat was dry again and irritated, and so I couldn't even, like, sip it slowly, anything. Anything that went into my body would come right out. So it was horrible. I just had to, like, deal with it and, like, focus on not thinking about it and trying to sleep. She had a doctor come out, too, and I think they gave me medications uh, for an infection. And, um, I don't know, but seven days. I just remember it was seven brutal days. And... My sister stuck with me the whole time and didn't do anything either. She just stayed with me. <laughs> my parents' friends were like, oh, my goodness, like, what what sisterhood? Her sister did not leave her side. She made sure she was okay the whole time. And she did not even, even when she was sleeping, she did not move. <laughs> I'm like, I was, like, dead, so I, I really didn't realize. But I'm like, you could have gone out or, got, you know, gone shopping or walking or I don't know, what anything. But, I mean, in general, they had a pool and the house was like a mansion. So, I guess just staying there still felt nice. And then AC, because in Europe, they do not believe in AC. Everything is walking and no AC, no natural. When we went to Austria, oh my goodness, I'll get there, but we were dying. So, yeah, that was Spain. It was fun. I also attempted to drive stick shift. My sister was freaking out, so I didn't even put it in reverse. I put it in reverse, and then that's it. They don't want me to drive anymore. <laughs> I think I never, I've never driven stick. I told them I, I, I could figure it out because I wanted to drive in the city and I was young and stupid. Um, but I've, I've been taught to drive stick. So I've driven it. I've gotten like, you know, out of first and everyone says it's difficult. Uh, I've actually never reversed it. So that's one thing I, I never done. I never had to. My friends would just teach me like on the street, stoplights, go on on the freeway. So I got the hang of it, but obviously I never practiced it or continued to do it. I think I've just attempted to do it a couple of times. I got the hang of it, and that's it, because I never had a stick car. So, yeah, I never practiced it. But I've always wanted one. I feel like still one day maybe I'll get one after. I still have my first car, my first and only car that I bought, like, five years ago now, I think. And I tell it I love it now so it doesn't die on me. Please be nice to me. <laughs> Because it's already, I think the starter recently died. And then, oh my, yeah, I've gone like through the most wonderful COVID. Um, my window also broke when COVID began. And since it's a BMW, they didn't have parts anywhere. And even the dealer, I called the dealer and they did not have the parts. So my window was down and I needed the mo- to replace the motor. I took my door apart and I replaced the motor. And the little reeling thing was like stuck, so... No one had it until I think it took like two weeks to get the part. Then once we got the part, I just kept the door off and my window down since 
I could just park in the driveway. And I think I'll just go to the gym. Thank goodness I was teleworking because where my work is, I don't know if I would like to leave it there. But yeah. Anyways. So back to the countries. Oh my gosh, I'm like a freaking what is a book with waffles and noodles going back and forth? Squirrel. <laughs> um, so Europe. Europe we went to started in France, Spain, and then after that we flew out to Italy. And me and my sister also flying. We only could take it had to like fit in a box too. They would measure it by you put your little suitcase, the handbag in a box if it doesn't fit in there then you can't take it or you pay for it as like loaded luggage um so in order for it to be in the cabin with us it has to be like the perfect little rectangle it can't be fat either like you know how you could overstuff it because it had a fit in the box you put in the box and that's how you know that you pass um so we had to put three months worth of clothes in that little luggage bag and we left our actual luggage bag in France so I learned how to fold and like, you know, like just make room and stuff it like really good. Cause even our purses, I think they, I had to like put my purse behind me to make sure that check-in, they wouldn't really like see it if it was too bulky or big. And I think it was like summertime too. So we definitely did not want to wear like double clothes. We just wanted to be like freaking naked. It was horribly hot. Um, like here in California, it gets really hot. So um okay well i'm at work so i'm gonna pause it and then i'll remember where i left off with the countries we'll do that i'm back so now i'm off of work i had meetings all day i had to be in the office and then the rest of the time i'm teleworking at home um i feel guilty because i did not do additional hours at the gym. I usually go in the morning and the evening, but I'm currently laying down. I don't know if it's like the stitches or um, that I just got on my knee or the, the numbing injection that they put in. I, don't, I have no idea, but I have headaches. So I've been drinking a bunch of water. Um, I never get headaches. I'm not used to this. Uh, I, I already worked out in the morning, but I don't know, I still feel guilty because I need to work out at night too. Definitely still do arms and um, anything without bending my legs. So, and the doctor said I can. Anyways, um, well, yeah, by the time I get ready, it's very difficult to put on a shoe when you can't bend your leg. You have to like put on your socks first and then. Like, thank goodness I'm flexible, so then I could put my shoe over back, stand up, too. I hate tying shoelaces, so I have this shoe thing that I stick in the back of my heel, and then my foot slides in. So then I have to stand up for that, and showering was interesting, because I can't get it wet, too, so I had to, like, lay in the bathtub with my foot in the air. But, anyways, back to the Europe trip. I ended off in Italy, so... Yeah, we flew out to Italy. The first place we went to was Rome, I believe, or was it Venice? I don't know. I think we started off in, or did we take the train? We took the train. I think we flew and then took the train. I don't remember. Oh, no. Yeah, I think we started off in Rome because we flew there and then we flew 
of Norris. Okay, well, I'll start with Rome. I loved Rome. It was probably one of my favorites out of the entire Europe trip. Their pesto was amazing. It was so amazing that I still remember it. And their espresso, the little cups with their pastry. Um, and it was, like, included with our hotel. Our hotel was in front of um, the one of the museums by the river. And it was really nice. Everything, I mean, everything in Europe, their, their streets are, like, all with... Um, all bricks so I mean it was very difficult to roll around your luggage in because everything was uneven but it looks beautiful <laughs> so yeah our little hotel was like in the corner and it was really cute it had AC so we're happy about that and then um, they included a pastry and a coffee every morning so you leave the hotel go around the corner and it's an actual like little restaurant cafe so yeah, of course, my sister will go there every morning because she's obsessed with coffee. She has an, an espresso. She actually has two and a Keurig. Um, so she just upgraded her an espresso. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing because you could do espresso shots and then all the way to coffee cups to 14 ounces, depending on the pods that you buy. And I have switched that over from Starbucks, so I don't even like go to Starbucks anymore because it's delicious. Um, so yeah, Italy... Italy was good. We just walked around. The gelato was amazing, too. My goodness. I don't know how they can, like, make a gelato that amazing. And they shape it into flowers for you. Um, their language was very... Like, I would I would think it would sound, like, beautiful with their accent and everything, but they speak so aggressive. So it always seemed like people were mad, but they were just... It's just the way that they spoke. <laughs> and then in Spain, every other word would be a cuss word, but you couldn't even tell because they'd be so nonchalant about it. And then in Paris, I tell a lot of people either, they were all like, everybody was like so formally well-dressed. Everybody looked beautiful there. The guys, the girls, like everyone, but they were all petite. I felt like a giant. Um, and yeah, Italy. So Rome, I think we just ate a couple nights, walked around. I think that's where we went to like a concert place too. No, did it die? Okay, I'm back. My left ear pod died. I'm pretty sure the sound quality is going to be horrid, but I mean, I'm just keeping everything there, raw and live. Trial one podcast in the makes of Paula's Diary. <laughs> um, anyways, so I was talking about Rome. Um, our hotel, I think it was like next to Angelo say Angelo Castle, I'm not sure what it was, but it was like a huge round thing by the Vatican too, and of course we went to the Vaticano, um, the church there, and I remember the line was huge, and it was so hot outside, and I was wearing a long maxi strapless dress, um, and you weren't allowed to show your shoulders. So I had to go back to the hotel, thank goodness it was across the street, and get a scarf or like a shawl to put over. There's no way I'm going to wear a sweater. I was like dying of heat. And then my sister had to get like a cardigan, like to place over too, because um, I think she was also wearing a dress or, yeah, I think she was wearing a dress, but it had like just like spaghetti straps. So 
which we both had like formal dresses. We knew we were gonna go to the Vatican or church, but um, yeah, I guess they you have to cover your shoulders. And then we also went to like this concert thing or festival on the river. We were just randomly walking and then we saw it. I was like, oh, let's walk through. And like they had a bunch of little tents. Some of them were like partying, like music, and then other ones, like it was like each tent was like like a little house with something different. It was really cool. Um, I started talking to people, but my sister is always more cautious, so um, we then we just like moved on to like to the next one, and and it was getting late, so we ended up just going back, but. And I would have been down to meet people and, like, do something else. And I don't know. Get lost in the city. Anyways, uh, after Rome, I think we flew out to Milan. I'm not sure. But we went to, we went on a train. So we, I think we flew out to my, my parents, uh, my dad's side of the family. They live out north of Milan, like, in the mountain area. And that was very weird. Um, my dad's side of the family there scared me and my sister, (laughs) and I think she's, like, blood by, like, two lines of aunts or uncles down the line, or I don't know, somehow, um, but their house was small, so she shared the bed with us, so yeah, that was very weird, couldn't really sleep, and then her husband kept showing us his guns, just flailing them around like nothing, and like I said, Italians would speak very aggressive, so you can never tell if they were mad or just very expressive, I guess. <laughs> um, they took us to a buffet. The food was not good. I remember that. It was like just a lot of food and like pasta and salad. And they took us to a magician. Like we thought it was going to be a show, but it was just us going to this guy's house. And he showed us card tricks. It was like the middle of nowhere. Then he, like, grabbed my hand, too. I was like, oh, you have nice hands. And I'm like, really? Thank you. I think my hands are very ugly. I've always thought they're very manly, so I always try to have my nails done because they're already, they're very long. And I don't know, I just think they look ugly. But he was looking at it, and I realized that he was, like, reading my palm or, like, looking at the lines. And he was telling me that, um, like, if I look at both of my palms, I, I always forget which one's which, but... Everyone usually has, you have the three lines in the middle of your palm. And he was telling me that everyone, I think, usually has them all separated. Or, like, there's two touching and one not. I don't remember which one's which, but mine are opposite. So two of my lines are touching on one and the other one's free. And then on my other hand, none of them are touching. All, all three are separate. And I remember when he read it too. He's like, when you turn... um. 25 you're gonna have like like a mini earthquake um I don't know or was that a different time I don't know I never like intentionally gone to get my hands reading but that like he just said that and that stuck with me and that's it and I was like okay um I don't want to know anything I feel like if you do that then I don't know like it gets to your head and I don't I just want to live my life I don't want to I don't need to know so that was interesting. Magic tricks were pretty cool. Then after that, we took the train, and we were. I remember we took the train from Venice to Milan. So I think we flew out 
to Vents first because I remember I lost my sister. So I'm gonna backtrack, skip the Milan part. We went to Venice. I didn't like Venice that much. Everything was really expensive. Um, I can't smell, so I don't remember if it smelled, but everyone always says that it smells because it's like on the side, on a little island, so there's a lot of water. Um, but every, like everything was tiny. You can just walk through. Like, like the walls were so close that some of them you couldn't even walk through. But uh, no, like it was like a, it felt like a maze. I'd actually get like claustrophobic at some points, but um, and then around the edge they had like the little canoes that would take you around too. Um, we also saw another one of my parents' friends out there, but it was separate from Venice. It was another island next to it that we had to go on a boat to, or yeah, something like that. And we saw them for a day. And her husband was a photographer, so that was cool. He had like USB, the travel drives, whatever they're called. Um, he had like a bunch of them filled with all his photography and like film and stuff, which I recently am trying to get back into film and remembering the shutter speed and aperture and grain. Uh, it's, I already forgot it. Can't believe this. It's a happy way you don't keep practicing it. Um, so yeah, that was Venice. So from there, we took a train to Milan, and then from Milan we went to the neighborhood that I told you it was in the mountains where the magician was, my parents' other family too. Um, but on the way there, I think we got to Milan, and then Milan, um, I lost my sister. We had to get on the train, and we it's so difficult to understand the train, so we don't know which one went which way, which one we're supposed to go on, or whatever. So I hopped on the last second before they closed the door, and she was like, she was going down to try to double check, and she didn't go on the train. So I, we weren't we weren't with each other, so I don't know. I was like, well, I hope she's on the train. Like my thought would just be like, get on the train. You might as well just get on in case it leaves us. So that was just my reaction. But she didn't get on because she thought if I didn't get on, like, she thought I didn't get on because I had to wait for her. And my assumption was that she got on. And then I went up and down the train and I didn't see her and I'm like, shit. So when I arrived there, we also don't have, like, phones. We need Wi-Fi. And I knew that she couldn't get Wi-Fi at that train station. So it was just, it was a mess. So I went to, and then we don't know the language because it's Italy. It's similar to Spanish, but it, like it's easy to understand. It's not easy to speak a language. So I found like the administration section where they have the intercom. And I don't know, I don't remember how I told them to um, report that my sister was on the train, that I'm, I'm there and she's at the other train station. So if they can continue to, I had them say that message every train arrival so that she can hear it and know that I was in the office and then I'd walk in and out um, in case she wouldn't be listening to it. Because, and again, like it's in Italian and another language, I think they would also say in English, I don't remember. But I had them continuously say that and 
I think like an hour and a half passed by and I'm like, oh my goodness, I lost my sister. I am in Europe and I lost her. Um, and that's where we're supposed to meet up with my dad's family. So then I kept walking in and out, in and out, in and out. And then when I finally walked out, I saw her with the family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we found, I found you, et cetera. And then she introduced me to them. And um, I was like, how long have you been here? Like, I've been in the office and I've been announcing on the intercom. And um, yeah, so thank goodness we found each other and then we went with them. Um, but yeah, and then in Italy, I think like on, on the train ride, they have the bed. So we slept there and we met two people on the on the train ride super cool um i think one was from australia and one was from milan the girl was from australia the guy was from milan or somewhere in italy i don't remember but we like shared information with them and then um to see if we ever like travel and meet up again because i think the guy was going to like some like rave festival in budapest which we were going to go to australia so um, we had no plans of going to Budapest at that time, um, but I guess it was close by, and then the Australian girl was doing, like, school, so, like, foreign exchange student, but I guess she was saying that in Australia, everyone does that and just travels, so, like, I don't know if they, like, just give them the money, and they do, like, some online courses, and then that's it. But there was, like, a crap load of Australians. The entire trip, it's, like, everyone I met was Australian. I'm, like, geez, I want to go to Australia. Like, I wish I would have been raised there. And their cost of living is, like, so much easier. Like, you can you get paid more and everything is, like, you can live comfortably cheaper to, to live. And, yeah, I don't know. Everyone was really chill from Australia. So after Italy, where did we go after Italy? Yeah, everything's like mesh after that. I think, well, we took the train everywhere else. So I don't remember if it was Prague or Australia, but I guess I'll go to Prague first. So Prague in Czech Republic, it was really, really pretty. It was really cool. Uh, two things that I remember, it was really cheap, so we could finally like, because we were always trying to budget, so we could finally just, like, eat, have a drink there, and just, like, kind of splurge, because it was so cheap, and they had these things called, like, pretzel nickel, or, or, or pretzel nickel, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it was, like, P-N-Z-E-T, etc., I don't know, all their words looked huge, and they had pretzels everywhere there, it was amazing, I love pretzels, <laughs> um, and they had, like, this mountain, too, that we had to walk up, and then we can, I think we took the gondola down or something like that. We only stayed there a couple nights. Um, I also remember we stayed on a boat, and, like, the hotel was a boat, and on the way there, the railing was filled with spiders. We almost died because we were going to touch, like, the railing, and then we saw all the spider webs and freaked out because um, we arrived there at night. I remember that. We were rolling our suitcases. Then when we got there uh, in the hotel, we found spiders too. So we were freaking out and we told the front desk people and they were just like, okay. And we're like, 
no, there's like, it's alive and it's there. There's a spider. Like, can you kill it? And they're like, Ugh. like, they, they seem so, like, annoyed or irritated that we were complaining about the spiders. And I think they just brought some spray and just sprayed it and was like, is that good? Like, there's going to be spiders. We live next to spiders. And me and my sister were like, great, we're not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> so we had to kill them, make sure that they were all dead before we could sleep. But, oh my goodness, I remember it kept raining too, like crazy. Out of nowhere, it would just be like, oh, clear skies, and then boom, a bunch of rain. Um, I remember eating at a restaurant um, by the water too, I think it was a boat, or just on the water on the pier. And it just started pouring. <laughs> so everyone had to like evacuate like inside and everyone just cleared out. Um, so yeah, Prague was very nice. I would definitely go back. So after Prague, then we also went to Australia. My cousin from Peru, my aunt, um, had him when she went. Well, she, she traveled all over Europe too. And my cousin was born in Brazil, but his dad is from Austria. So... Did I say Australia or did I say Austria? I don't even know what I just said, but Austria. So we went to Austria to his apartment and stayed there. I think we stayed there for a week. Um, we took the bus or the train or something. I don't know, but I remember arriving. We had to figure out again how to get there. And he was at home. He was out traveling, too, because he's always traveling. I think, actually, to this day, I've never even met him. Every time we go to Peru, he's always either barely left or he's arriving after us. And, yeah, I haven't even met him. Um, but that's my cousin's dad. My cousin's amazing in Peru. Um, he would always take us out when we were little when we go. So, yeah, we stayed in his apartment. He had the top floor, and I just remember it was so hot. We like walked up and down that apartment like no tomorrow trying to I was staring at they had like he had the old school heater and I'm like this has to be like an AC unit like there has to be air there's no way someone could survive in this and like for me to say that like the people that know me I am never like dying of heat I, I drive my car all the time without the AC on if anything I'll put the heater on and I'll have a sweater because I'm always freezing but my goodness, it was so hot out there. We we're like, okay, well, maybe if we go up to the rooftop, because we had rooftop access, then we can cool down. Like, uh, there'll be some breeze or something. So I tried to go up the stairs, and the stairs were made out of metal. I don't know whose wonderful idea that was. So I burned myself, barely got up there, and it was just even worse. It was way worse. It was like, uh, like I was just chilling on top of the stove, burning myself. So I came back down immediately. But forget that. I'm not doing that again. And we started looking for like a mall. Me and my sister took turns showering like back to back, like we're just in the shower. I was like, okay, I'm like come on, get out. My turn. Wet our hair, shower. Then it'll be her turn. Then my turn. And I was still trying to figure out what connections were on that heater because it was like the the metal ones that just stand and like and they they look like a S and S and S and S like a a squiggle and didn't have like any buttons or anything. And I'm like, like this has to have it has to be AC, <laughs> but we couldn't figure it out, and oh my goodness, so I was like, okay, well, it, 
a public place, an open place, a mall. Like, if we go to a mall, they have to have AC, so we can just go there during the day. Cause everything, like, in Europe closes around 5 or 6, so we had to go early. Uh, so, yes, we planned everything. We looked at the buses, the bus lines, and we're like, okay, this is a great idea. We can just, you know, relax it every morning. They should have Wi-Fi, too, so that way we can, like, catch up on whatever we have on our phone, talk to our family, let them know we're fine, look up other places and things to see. Um, so we walked over. I think it was actually, yeah, it was walking distance. So we were dying on that walk, but we made it. We got to the mall, and I think we went that day, too, like, before they closed. Cause we're like, well, I mean, even if it's an hour, if we just stay in AC for an hour, it'll be amazing. And we got there, and I, I remember there's no AC. It, it was just as hot. Like, it, it wasn't as hot as outside, but it wasn't any better. So, we're very sad. <laughs> it was a very sad moment. Then we, I remember we sat on a patio at some restaurant and started, like, looking at, hashing out other details of what to do. Um... Like, every country that we arrive, like, okay, we need to get situated. We need to figure out where the house is so we don't get lost, what buses go there, how to walk there, groceries. Um, we went to this cute little grocery store around the around the corner there. And I remember they, um, in, like, the majority of Europe, they don't have any frozen food. So it's, like, they're all really small. They just have, like, two aisles, usually, like, really fresh food, and then, um, like, one refrigerator, and that's it. But I remember they had apple strudel oh my goodness so it's like the apple pies like the apple strudel I guess it would be like the same in English and it was a frozen one so we put it in um we're like should we get it like I love apples like everyone that knows me too I've always loved apples I would only drink apple juice when I was little I would only eat apples and then I I make the joke too that and then when I got older I, I started drinking the apple cider beer and I loved those, and then I have an Apple MacBook phone, etc. Um, so I guess, I don't know, I just love apples. Now, I mean, not so much, except for technology, I guess. But, yes, because now the apple beer has way too many carbs and sugar, and apples, the fruit, eh, I, I don't eat it that often. But anyway, so we went there, we bought that, and like a bunch of other groceries, but I just remember we'd always make that as, like, our dessert and our treat, and it was so good. It was so crispy. It, like, tasted homemade every single time. Um, I remember we tried to watch TV, too. <laughs> and that was interesting. We couldn't understand anything. Like, their words. I remember they had whiteboards for the special, but their words were, like, like, in regular writing, like, as long as my arm. Like, there's so many letters in one word. I'm like, that looks like a sentence. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so for sure, one of the hardest languages. Um, oh, I remember that we walked to, like, oh, uh, like, Austria in general was super clean. All the streets were so clean. There was no trash anywhere. Everything was clean, clean, clean. I loved it. Um, and then we walked over and found, like, this, like, open, it looked like an open day club pool place. It was super cool, and they had, like, fake grass there and a bunch of areas to chill and, like, little food, so it was, like, a little 
like a little food festival because I had a bunch of like little huts and different food places. Um, and I remember that was really, it was delicious, cool. Um, and then my cousin's dad's friend uh, called us and said that they are passing by and if we, if they want to take us out. So we said, yes, that's fine. And then they said they're going to Budapest. So if we want to go to Budapest with them. And we said, yes. And we went to Budapest. And that's like that one guy that we met on the train too said that he was going to a festival out there. I was like, oh my goodness. If it's like the same time, that'd be so cool. But they took us to the train. And then they, well, the first day we drove there. And then we had to take the train back actually. Yeah. So we were in the car with them. And they drove us there, and we thought, okay, there's going to be AC in the car. There has to be. No. It was, like, hours of dripping in sweat. There was four of us in a tiny little tic-tac car. I don't even remember how long it was, but we were, it was, like, driving from one country to another one. We pretty went to Hungary and to Budapest from Austria, and it was, uh, I just remember that car ride felt so long. It was so bad. And then we got there and they said that they were going somewhere else, but they're going to drop us off. So we stayed at a at a hostel and they booked a hostel for us, which my sister is very picky, too. So everything that we booked were like little, not like Airbnbs, but like the cheapest hotel that we could possibly find that is comfortable. And um, in that hostel, we had to share the bathroom and the shower and the beds were like I think what like bunk beds stacked up in one room and the other but no one was in hours so I mean next time I go to Europe I would want to do hostels because you meet people and then you can go out with them um but yeah I think we went during the week that time so the festival was like one day after we booked a train to go back to Austria because then we had to go back to uh, France and then we were going back home and that was the end of our trip yeah, because that's every country that we went to, yes. So, I didn't get to go. I really wanted to go to the festival. Or, like, in Paris, the catacombs. I don't know, I want to do something crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, that was interesting and random. And I still, I have one of my, like, favorite boxes from there, though. I don't know for what reason they had everywhere that you went, like, their thing were boxes. Like, these boxes that you can't open, but you have to, like, shift them, and it's like a puzzle in order to open them. So you shift, you move the wood one way, and then you move it another way and to get the key, and then the key will fall out from another compartment. Then from that compartment, you shift it a different way to find the opening for the keyhole. Then you can put the key in and open it, and then you can open the box. That's, like, a regular, like, they had little boxes, like a jewelry box size. And then bigger boxes and huge boxes. And all of them had like like five different shifts to seven different shifts. And it got more expensive. Um, but through traveling, I got a little one as a souvenir. And I still have it. It's really cool. I like it. And then we flew back to France after that. So we, well, we went back to Austria. And from Austria, we went um, back to France, I believe, from there. I don't think I'm forgetting anything, but. Yeah, that was a Europe trip. Then from France, I think we stayed another weekend. Um, oh, they took us to circuits when we went back to France. That was cool. I won a dartboard. I think I actually just threw it out recently. 
little dartboard. Um, and that's it. I love the fashion in Paris. It's so nice. So that was Europe. Um, so I think that is long enough for the first trial podcast of a glimpse of my life, I guess. And one last update since everyone's asking about my knee. Um, I missed the box jump like an idiot. And it was against the wall. It was a wood box jump that I've done my entire life. But, well, not my entire life. But I've been jumping on that box jump on that same exact one for like a year, two years. And I never missed it. But I don't know. I guess they hit the corner perfectly. And sliced my knee open. I got a bunch of stitches. And I can't bend it for two weeks. So they put a brace on me. Gauze it up. And it's starting to hurt. (laughs) From being straight. Not like the cut itself. But having my leg. Like I feel like it's hyper extended. And my, my knee hurts. I think that's like the only thing. But I still worked out my upper body. And I'm. Still gonna keep going. I don't care. It won't stop me. I feel like I was more upset about my sprain wrist because I felt more limited than my leg, which is interesting. But I felt more able to do um, more things with just the brace. Maybe because it's not as painful. My wrist really hurt. Like it was constant pain and throbbing every single night um, until I saw the doctor and they gave me like. Um, aspirin to take and then it went away and it was good so that's it for today thank you for listening to the whole thing goodbye